It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure, as always, to have you listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker and consultant, focusing on e-commerce business strategy and, of course, marketing. Today's guest is our first ever guest from the Netherlands. I know we have a few listeners over there, so I hope you appreciate something from a, a little bit closer to home than normal. So let me introduce you to today's special guest. Jozo Vandenberg runs Shop America an online-only e-commerce store supplying American products from sweets to salad dressing to customers in the Netherlands and beyond. He started the business back in 2011 and now turns over €300,000 a year with 500 to 600 orders per month. To save you all doing the maths, that's a very low AOV, that stands for Average Order Value, business model. Hi, Giorgio. I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started in e-commerce? Hi, Chloe. Thank you for having me as a guest on your show. Um, How I started is actually a pretty strange story. I never really intended to have an e-commerce website. Um, I was friends, uh, well, I am still friends uh, with one of my best friends actually in the United States and she has multiple sclerosis and... um, um, we were always talking about the differences between the EU and uh, the US uh, and we wanted to bridge those gaps and it was always just talking and ideas until she got too sick to work and she had to move back home to Alabama and she asked me, Geo, can we start now um, uh, seeing if we can bring these ideas to life? I was working for the airport in Amsterdam, I had a pretty good job there working in shift, so 24 hours a day, had some time to... Um, to work this thing out and I figured well I really would like to help her um, get some little extra income because it's not very easy in the US if you have to go on welfare uh, and you're sick so I did and we uh, built this agency to uh, so p- customers could uh, request something that's available in the US not here and we would ship it over to the customer for a fee um, we did that for about a year she got too sick actually to continue and uh, it was also not a really good business model for a lot to to make a full-time living out of it um, because it's so expensive but in that year a lot of customers were requesting me about groceries from the US of course we could not import uh, we could not ship those orders directly to the customer because it would be way too expensive in shipping costs but when my friend in the U.S. told me she was not able to continue this, uh, but I really actually enjoyed doing it. And I was not making any money up to that point because mm. every money we made, I would just ship it directly to her. I would just send it directly to her. Uh, I was making more than enough myself and I just had fun starting it and getting my first experiences with uh, with e-commerce. Um, uh, but I really wanted to continue. Uh, so I investigated. I was able to source companies that import products from the US. I started a web shop and Shop America as we know it today started. Uh, that was about in 2012. Um, and it actually was very small. I never expected it to, to grow in any uh, serious way because I thought the niche was too small. However, um, um, very quickly a package 
went wrong and it got returned and my neighbors they answered the door to, to because we were not at home and they took my parcel and, the, and my website is on the on the on the box and they looked it up and they saw it was a very amateuristic website i must say i built it myself <laughs> it really was um and the only way i was making already a little bit of money was because i already had a customer base who accepted it because they know they could trust me but if you would come there as a, a new visitor you would definitely not buy um and they uh, had a marketing company, the neighbors, and I did not know. I didn't even know them. They lived two doors away. It's it's so funny that sometimes you don't even know who's living right next to you. <laughs> uh, and they they said, well, we don't know each other yet, and um, your idea is so cool. And we worked with a lot of uh, e-commerce businesses. Um, we can definitely help you with your website, but come out for a cup of coffee and let's see if we can help you. And well, they actually became very, very good friends um, and they redid my website uh, and they're still doing it and now it's a real official uh, store and because of their help it started to grow very very quickly because it looked professional then um, they helped me with AdWords with Google um, and before I knew it um, I was getting more orders than I could do besides my day job uh, luckily I got a very good boss who helped me um, um, starting to work less and less and less until I actually could make the dive and now doing it um, full-time with four part-time employees. So that's pretty much the story, how it all started. Wow, that's, that's, that is <laughs> probably the most impressive story I've heard yet of the kind of the accidental nature of just getting the bug, you know, trying to help yeah. out a friend and then it just becomes wow, I like this, let's give it a go. And then, then the neighbours with the website, that's quite cool as well. I know. Um, it, you've it been really very lucky. <laughs> you've yes, been I in the right been. place at the right time. Yes, that's absolutely true. And also, I, just, it, I got the buck. I mean, I really had to get, uh, I came to the point, I really had to choose, okay, now I, this is growing. This is a serious business now that I can actually do this full time. Um, and I need to make a choice. I can continue working in my day job, which at that point was still making me quite a bit more money, um, and um, uh, and giving me a lot of comfort. And, and but it was too easy. And this was just I. It gave me so much excitement. I could actually. I finally had an outlet for my creativity. And um, yeah, I'm very happy. And I'm, I realize how lucky I am that uh, that it happened as it happened. Yeah. So, Jojo, what's what's the business right, look like right now? At the moment, Shop America is still our biggest store. Um, until last year, we only sold uh, through America, shopamerica.nl um, to Dutch customers and customers in Belgium, that, the Dutch-speaking part of Belgium. Last year, we introduced shopamerica.eu. It's, uh, and it's really um, targeted for the European market uh, outside of the Netherlands and Belgium. So the website is available in English and more languages are following soon. And um, so now we are actually selling in uh, multiple countries in the EU, especially in the UK actually is quite a big market now for us because we can, we can really, uh, for UK customers, we are very interested, interesting because the lower euro value at the moment. So it's cheaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for them. So that really helps. And shipping is still pretty quick. Um, so and, and, and affordable. Uh, but we're also um, growing in Italy, for example, and Finland and Denmark. So quite interesting and very different countries, actually. So that really excites me. And we're also actually 
almost opening now. Um, so when this podcast goes live, it probably will be open. It's a British food shop. We have more and more British products in our American store. So now it's big enough that we can open a separate store. And it really excites me because I'm very passionate about America and its food, but just as much in, about the British food uh, and the differences. So I really uh, am excited. I'm able to bring that to the continent. Um, so that's, that's very exciting. And another, um, well, I think the most, um, the biggest project and the most exciting thing is now moving uh, from just only B2C, just business to consumers, also going B2B and um, filling a market that's not really being addressed at the moment. Uh, small businesses who are not big enough, for example, to, to be delivered directly from an importer, um, but l- too large to buy from a regular supermarket. So you could think about restaurants and snack bars and small specialty food shops or gift shops who would like a few products um, that complements their, um, their products. So um, that's a very interesting project for 2016. Oh, cool. And um, what's the, uh, the platform you're currently selling on? We're selling, we're using a platform, it's called CEO Shop. Um, it was only Dutch, um, but the last few years they're going more and more internationally. So I'm not sure in which country, I know for sure they're in Germany now, and I thought they were starting up in the UK. Not sure if they're in other com- uh, other countries, but it's a platform built on, on Shopify. So it's very similar to Shopify. It looks very similar to Shopify. Uh, why we chose for CEO Shop instead of Shopify was because they had more local plugins available, uh, connecting, for example, with payment pr- uh, providers um, um, and shipping providers. Uh, and there's also a different pricing structure, which was more interesting for us than uh, Shopify. But it's pretty much the same. Okay. And are there any key widgets or plugins you've got going on that site? Obviously, the the local ones to the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. We use, uh, of course, the the, um, the ones for um, um, for payment provider. The, we have a new widget now, but it's also local for shipping, which makes it possible to automate the whole process. If uh, the um, uh, packing slip comes out of the printer. We can just scan it now and everything um, goes automatically then with the shipping label and everything, which is pretty cool. Um, and we use, for example, um, Kioi uh, as our review site, um, K-I-Y-O-H. Um, so, but not many widgets. We have a connecting widget for our bookkeeping software, which is Exact Online. But we actually, I have a few bad experiences now with, which is that, for example, we try to connect with platforms like Amazon, and in the Netherlands it's called Ball.com, um, but and I found it very difficult to integrate that correctly. And if you don't spend a lot of time on it and just connect it, it goes, it can go wrong pretty quickly with, for example, wrong uh, calculations of fees and stuff like that. So I, I scaled down on it a little bit, but I would like in the future to do more with it. Oh, I, I hear so many problems with integration software between websites and Amazon and eBay and, and the like. It's which, very difficult and they make it sound so easy. They just say, oh, just connect it, fill in your key and your password and in five minutes you're up and running, which is really not the case. There's always this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. You always have to, you know, change things to your own situation and, um, and, and that takes really a lot of time and effort and it's actually a project in itself. Oh, yes. It, it's such a complicated area. And VAT is often the place where it falls down, yep, um, I find. But yep. but before we go off on a, on a big old moan about um, 
about nope. eBay and Amazon integration software, which quite possibly in many cases is not deserved. Um, although in some cases it is deserved. Uh, I think uh, I have another question for you, which is, what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now? The most awesome thing for me um, at the moment is still that there are so many opportunities um, that come up and that customers bring to me uh, as well. I mean, I, I, as I said in the beginning, I really thought it was a very small niche and it would be a very small scale company if at all it would uh, see light. And now um, we're now entering our fourth year and there's still all this new opportunity. So it, it still excites me every day and it surprises me. Um, uh, that there's always new opportunities. So um, would, would those Jojo B opportunities like the B2B and the British products like we've already mentioned, or is that kind of another chocolate bar from the States or another piece of candy from the States you hadn't even realised anyone wants and a customer's like, if you can get this, I'm your customer for life? Actually, it is both. Um, we found a new supplier with high-end products, more free-from products, more healthy products, and especially from the U.S. That is not what the U.S. is known for. So I find that extremely exciting to um, to find those products, to find the people. Uh, also, it's going to be, when we are putting it, uh, it's going to be introduced very soon, those product lines. And we're also going to tell the story of the people making it. It's going to be from small um, companies uh, who actually have a story. And I find that extremely exciting because it gets more personal. Um, so, yeah, it is. And, and customers sometimes come up with the idea of we find a new supplier um, um, or we start new avenues. Like, for example, with the U.S. products, we did gift sets, but now but more as a discount to try it out. Now we're actually moving into more, a hamper style and uh, making it nice, biscuits, uh, uh package to give to people because many people like to give somebody something special um, but uh, they don't really know American or British products so if you can like theme it and, and package is really nice you take all the uh, problems for them out of the equation about what should they buy um, uh, so that's something new so yeah it's um, and just working all those things out that's really exciting for me and that's what I really find the most awesome part of my job. Cool. And uh, what's on your radar, your to-do list at the moment? Uh, well, as you can hear, I have so many ideas, so many things going <laughs> on. I need to prioritize, uh, which is not my st uh, biggest strength, I must honestly admit. Um, however, um, the B2B, it's going to be a brochure and it's going to be a separate website that has my f and, the, and the British shop to separate it from the American. Those are the two things being on the top of my list at the moment. And I spend most of my time at. Cool. And that b2b shop mm -hmm. is that going to be an e-commerce play yes it's going to be also 100 e-commerce i mean we are as i said in the beginning not a very big company i work in here full-time and we have four part-time people um so i have not the ability to go into every single shop in person so it's going to be uh, e-commerce and really um trying to use all the new technologies um to get out there and um um yeah, and when, when companies are ready to order, it's we are targeting small companies. So there's also not a lot of budget, of course. The order value, again, will be smaller than large importers have who say you have to order minimum one pallet. But if you have a, like a small restaurant and you want to have American sodas, for example, you don't want a whole pallet in the back of your restaurant. So um, And to make that cost-effective, it's going to be e-commerce. Cool, and, and, so, and as you said, 
your your play in the B2B space is not to compete with the importers. Oh, no, it's I've... to pick up the people who are bigger than consumers but too small for the importers. And by yeah. by their very nature, they they're going to tend to operate like consumers. So it's yeah. one person placing the ordering. There's not a, you know, tendering process or any of that kind of stuff. They just want the solution nice and quick. So Exactly, yes. E-commerce, uh, yeah, it sounds like a perfect fit at the moment to get on that, that e-commerce yeah. route. So I can't wait to hear how that's get, how that all goes out for you next in uh, 2016. I said ne- next year, but we're I should let let the listeners know we're recording this one before Christmas in 2015, um, and you're going to be hearing it sometime in spring 2016. So both of us are struggling a little bit with <laughs> uh, with trying to remember where in the world what time time span we're in at the moment. But right. that that's the nature of podcasting. Um, Jojo, I think yeah. one of the most interesting things about your business, other than, you know, looking at all those lovely sweets and uh, and delicacies <laughs> that you're selling, is you're running a very low average order value business, which which brings a whole set of additional challenges to the yeah. table. So how do you, you know, what I guess, actually, let me frame this up as what would be your top three tips for anyone in a low AOV business? Well, before you already start, you need to figure out every single cost that you're going to make to get the parcel um, to the customer. And that's a mistake many people start make. They just think, okay, hey, I can buy this for, for example, two euros or two pounds or two dollars, and I can sell it for four. That's a pretty neat margin. Uh, And if I sell so many, I make this much money. Um, And many forget how many costs are associated, especially with e-commerce. Shipping is very expensive. Um, Customer care costs money. If you're growing, you need more space. Um, And all those things, people, especially when you're beginning, especially if you're beginning from your house, which I actually did, um, is cost you can forget. And you cannot raise your prices like doubling it because you forgot about it. So... (laughs) But no, but it really is very. Uh, even I made the mistake in the beginning with the, for example, rent and everything. Uh, if you forget to calculate it and you work with very small order values, for example, with my with my order value, um, I work in the end after cost with a margin of just a few euros. If I made a mistake, which costs more than that, you're losing money. So, it's very important to to make a very good list about all the costs that can be involved with your business when you start, but also look in the future and see um, problems arising, for example, space, rent, and things like that, um, if you calculated that already in your price, even if you don't have those costs at the very moment. Um, Also, make sure you automate as much as you can because time is going to be your biggest expense. So, um, for example, try to automate your customer service as much as you can and still be personal, but make, for example, I use a program called Text Expander on the Mac. You can pre-made all kinds of different text and just with a, a, a code, you can get the whole text on your screen and you can just fill in like one single line to personalize it, but don't write every single email every single time all by itself again, um, and um, and be and be efficient, be be as efficient as possible. Also, when you're starting your business, you're getting your space. So that will be my third tip. Make sure that you think about when you're putting all the products in your warehouse about how can this be the most efficient. Uh, how can I store this the most efficient way? For example, what I did is made a system with coats uh, and coloring, um, so products. Um, 
there's like a walking route from the packaging slip. So you don't have to walk to uh, all over the place to get stuff. You can walk in one single flow. And the products that are mostly bought are the products that are um, stored right next to the person that is uh, order picking. So they have the least amount of walking time. And that may sound silly because it only cuts like 10 seconds from your order. But if you do 600 orders and it saves you 600 seconds, it's a lot of seconds in the end. And when you're growing, that only accumulates. So, um, yeah, just to uh, summarize it, I would make sure you know all your costs, tip number one. Tip number two would be to to automate as much as possible, especially email and customer service. And three, um, make sure you store everything as efficient as you can to minimize uh, time to order pick. Oh, Jojo, those were superb tips. I'm so pleased, pleased I asked you that question. Because I I know that will have had many of our listeners running for pens and paper. So uh, just to let you all know, those tips will be outlined in the show notes. And you can find the show notes, everyone, at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash shop America. And we'll also have a link through to the text expander tool, which I'm 99% certain is available for PC as well as Mac. But we'll clarify that in the show notes for all of you. On that note, I think it's time we move into the top tips round. And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So, Giorgio, your book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? The book I would recommend would not be directly a book that would make your business better instantly, but the book that really changed my life and the way I thought about go be if I wanted to be an entrepreneur or not, if I wanted to continue working for somebody else, was Your Money or Your Life from Vicky Robin and Joe Dominguez. It's a book that really opened my eyes about um, the money you're making is um, an exchange for your time. And it really made me think about the time that I um, sold actually to somebody else. And if it actually gave me the pleasure that I felt was uh, um, uh, adequate for the time I've put in. And I found that I put in many, many hours. Uh, I had no outlet for uh, the creative part in me. Uh, I was not very satisfied and I really, but I made a lot of money. And uh, that can also be a, a, a big a holdback. Actually, it's it. The step was even bigger to take because of the money I would uh, leave behind. Uh, but this book really helped me with that process. Like, okay, okay, I'm I'm gonna make less money, um, but I'm gonna be a whole lot happier. Um, and so the money is actually worth more uh, because it, uh, if that makes sense. But that book really was for me a big eye opener. That uh, money was something that was not just there. It was really an exchange. Um, and it helped me rethink about how uh, uh, what money uh, play, what role money played in my life. Excellent. I think that's going to help a lot of our listeners. I think that's a great recommendation. So next, then the traffic top tip: which marketing method do you either prize above all others, or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Well, this is not a very interesting answer, I think. But the the the, the AdWords is the is the marketing channel for me that drives most traffic to my website. So um, yeah, that's the one that I. Um, if you do it right, AdWords is very difficult, and I absolutely advise to outsource it. But if you do it right, it can be really helpful, especially when you're starting to get traffic to your website. 
I never think adverts is a dull answer. I think it's one of those things that we're always talking about, you know, in conversations or the rest of it. So it's always nice to hear that who it's working for in in a specific, you know, particularly well. So well, that's true because many people say AdWords is really like a, a drain that takes your money away. It could really well be if you're doing it the wrong way, but if you're doing it the correct way, it can really help you. Oh, could not have put that better myself. And when you're talking AdWords, are you talking keywords, Amory marketing, and Google Shopping campaigns, and everything else? Have you opened all the boxes, or are you purely focused on the keywords? No, we opened all the boxes. So with remarketing, we have Google Shopping and we have um, um, Google Ads, advertisements um, in Google itself. The only channel we do not use is uh, being on third-party websites as an advertisement because we find that many people are too much interested in the content on those websites and not really um, ready um, for our website. It costs too much money. Google Shopping especially is doing very well and the remarketing, yeah. Excellent. Thank you for those. Uh, So the tool top tip, this might be a collaboration tool, a social media plug in a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you, your team more efficient day to day? Well, there is something like I've never um, heard many people talking about, and it's also something from Google, and it's called Global Market Finder. And you find that in under Translate, so translate.google.com, for example, at the far bottom of the screen, you will see Global Market Finder. And what it does, it will tell you exactly um, if you enter a certain keyword, or in my case, a product, uh, in which country or which area in the world, you can pretty much boil it down to what's, whichever area you want to know about how that product is doing. And that really, really helped me uh, in a ve- to, get, uh, to get my staff very efficiently find out which markets would be the first ones we should go into, for, for example, Google AdWords, um, when we last year introduced our international business in the EU. So, for example, uh, one product, beef jerky, you fill it out and you say, I want to know in the EU how many people are looking for beef jerky. And you will see that suddenly in Finland and Italy for, or Germany, there's a lot of demand for it. So you can really quickly boil down your uh, key market if you're going international. So there will be, uh, and, and, uh, again, it's a very hidden tool. That's a brilliant tool. And uh, just to be just so everyone's clear on it, it's mining the Google search engine activity. So it's looking at yeah. search history and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it, it splits it up per country uh, in which um, geographic area you're looking for. So, for example, in the US, you could get it sorted by state. Um, but if you are targeting the EU, you can do all the EU countries uh, or whichever other area in the world you would like to know about. And it can really help you to find out which international markets could be the most interesting for you and your product. Nice. We like yeah. that one. Um, these, cool. The startup top tip next then. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Well, my most important tip would be make sure you're having a really cool new product or idea or you're going to present it very, very differently than the existing um, uh, competitors because the, the e-commerce market gets really crowded and a lot of people start the same thing and then find out that it's very difficult and 80 or 90 percent of e-commerce business don't make it or stay very very small uh, just because they're doing more of the same 
So think about that, especially if you're doing something that's the same as somebody else. If, for example, what I did, because there were already uh, companies in Europe that sold American products, think about how you can do it differently. For me, that was bringing more of the story behind the product and telling about that most shops do not actually uh, expand. They just give the title, the price, and the buy button. I actually talk about the product. If there's a commercial online that's available for the product, I will put it on so people get in, uh, get the atmosphere. Um, so um, for me, it was presentation and having better customer service. So think about that and also be 100% invested in your idea because it's going to take a lot of your time and a lot of your effort and many, many, especially platforms for e-commerce shops they say oh you can sign up in five minutes and you have your web shop absolutely true but there's no visitor there yet um so um you really need to be um committed to it and another excellent set of advice so ross flanwell you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash shop america uh, I have one final top tips question for you, Giorgio. If your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? That was a very difficult question because it <laughs> sounds really, really odd, but I really don't shop that much online, so I don't know that many other e-commerce shops. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I know that's weird, uh, but what I would really would love to have would be like a travel website because besides my love for food, that's my second passion. So I would definitely would be like to be running um, uh, a specialized travel website. Excellent answer. Well, I'll, I'll let, you, let you have that one. And actually, you'd be surprised how many e-commerce business people don't do a lot of online shopping. It was um, really an eye-opening when I was thinking about this question. I was like, boy, that's actually pretty strange. I have my e-commerce website. It's like those famous people say they never watch television. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, exactly. It's like <laughs> yeah. a, lot, a lot of people who work in retail and who run shops. I know a lot of them do spend an awful lot of time on the high street, but a lot of them spend so much time working. You know, they're in their shop when the high street's True. open. They're not shopping. Well, that, I get um, my retail therapy in my own shop. It's actually a good thing because it makes money and doesn't cost money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jojo, before we say goodbye, would you like to remind listeners where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Um, yeah, of course. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You can find our website. If you're in the Netherlands or Belgium, go to shopamerica.nl. That website is very is specialized to the local um, customer. Um, if you're living in other European countries, you can go to shopamerica.eu. Unfortunately, we do not do business outside of the European Union because of um, laws and food uh, regulations and everything. We cannot ship outside of the EU at the moment. Um, you can find us on Facebook. If you're Dutch-speaking, it's Shop America NL. If you're English-speaking, it's Shop America EU. Same for Twitter. Um, and I would like to offer a discount for the listeners on our on this podcast who are located in the EU. If you use the code MASTERPLAN, you will get 10% discount on your first order with us. Excellent. And thank you very much for being so generous, Sergio. And we'll make sure all of that's on um, on the website. And I'll make sure that before this, podca this podcast goes live, we've also updated links to the other sites if they're ready in time. So you've got, we'll, we'll put links through to those as well. So the B2B and the, um, and the British products one. Cool. Um, and if I may add one more thing, I really, really love to collaborate with other e-commerce uh, companies that complement each other. So if you're listening and you're doing something in the 
retro American or British um, um, direction and you think we could maybe work together, please get in touch with me. Excellent. Oh, I like this. We're starting to connect people. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Master Plan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash shop America, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Jojo, thank you so much for being on the e-commerce master plan podcast today and for being so incredibly generous and sharing your experience with us. Well, you're very welcome. I really enjoyed it. What a fascinating interview. What a fascinating business. I think we've all learned plenty of tips from Giorgio. Now, Giorgio is one of our podcast listeners and he contacted me to say he was enjoying the show and that's how he ended up becoming a guest. So if you're out there listening and you're thinking you'd make a great guest for the podcast, please do get in contact with us via the contact us page on the website and we'll get back to you pretty quickly with um, details of how we go about making, making you one of our podcasting stars. So everybody have a great week and keep optimizing. Bye. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.